I get to meet some pretty incredible people in my line of work, but this week's episode, there's something different about this woman. Kim Morrison is probably one of the most grounded yet inspiring yet honest and raw guests that I've interviewed on Relaunch My Life Radio. And she really believes in combining your inner power and passion, applying your commitment and having truckloads of self-belief is what distinguishes you as an achiever. She is a five-time best-selling author, podcast show co-host for Up For A Chat, creative director of 28 and a multitasking mum and wife. But overall, and despite the impressive resume, she's just an incredible human being and I completely align with her vision and what she's doing in this world. So it's my absolute honour to present this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio with Kim Morrison and we talk about her newly released book, The Art of Self-Love, and some lessons she's learned in business over the years. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I am so honoured to be spending the morning chatting with beautiful Kim Morrison today, who is going to be sharing with us some insights around the incredible business that she's built in her career, but also her recent book, The Art of Self-Love, that has just been published. And I cannot wait to ask all sorts of questions about this and really pick our guest's brain today, who is just a beautifully inspiring woman and has definitely got a lot that she can share with all of us this morning. So good morning, Kim. How are you today? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you, Julie. Really good. Oh, wonderful. Well, first of all, I thought, well, we may as well just get straight into your recent accomplishment because I know that there have been a lot. You've published multiple books. You've got this incredible aromatherapy and essential oil business as well. And um, and you run a lot of events and bits and pieces. So there's so much that you're doing in this world to create a positive ripple. But the thing that I wanted to really ask you about is your most recent, I guess, success is the book that you have literally just published and you're launching. Tell us a bit about it. Well, it's, it's you know, we're, we're told all our lives we should love ourselves. We're, we're constantly getting messages that self-love is, is really important. However, when we think back to school days, the idea of self-love was more like, well, she loves herself or he loves himself. And it was kind of like we lost the magic of believing in our own self-worth. And after many years of research and looking at how people pick themselves up or what people do to be successful... I came across the fact that every single one of us goes through struggle, self-sabotage, limiting thoughts, feelings that we're not good enough, loneliness, guilt, shame, uh, and tragedy. And I've come to appreciate that not one of us goes unscathed. So my then questions turned into, well, if none of us go unscathed, how on earth do we get through, up, over, and out of those times with courage, grace, strength, and dignity and have them 
become a place in our life where we can creatively and objectively learn from it as opposed to being defined by those moments. And I know for many of us, some of those moments are excruciating and we would much rather not have them. But I also know through the power of hindsight that when we look back on those moments, no matter how big or small, they've also come to create who we are today. And in fact, many of us would say had those things not occurred, we wouldn't be who we are today. So I guess when I had my 16-year-old son three years ago sitting on the edge of my bed going, mum, my life is an absolute and utter expletive word stuff up, um, and he was on the verge of being kicked out of school, that I presented to him my three years of research and what I call the self-love circle. And it was after going through the self-love circle with him and reminding him that he had just fallen out of love with himself as opposed to being a complete and utter stuff up and not wanting to be really proud of himself, I just explained to him that this is just part of our life's evolutionary processes and understanding that our mistakes and our problems are there to serve us to overcome, adapt, and of course, improve. And it was at the end of that 15-minute conversation that he stayed really tuned into that he went, Mum, you've got to get this out there. I've never heard it explained like this before, that I realized three years ago I had to write this book. And and here I am today. He is the exact reason why I wrote it. And I figured if a 16-year-old boy understood it and could um, and stay engaged with the message, then I figured every single one of us could stay engaged. Wow, that's that's incredible and what better motivation than your own son to be at that situation to help call that message through now and for it to be having a ripple effect in the world in the way that it is and I can't wait to get my hands on it and 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 read it Mm -hmm. and I agree with you you know and I think um I was re-listening to psychocybernetics the other day and in that he just has this beautiful statement of you know you make mistakes mistakes don't make you and we Mm. so attach ourselves to the dramas the mistakes and and to have a 16 year old feeling like their life's ruined that's incredible you know and and I think that you know children and teenagers these days they're so much more exposed to comparison and all sorts of things with social media that we didn't necessarily have to worry about but you're right you know none of us get through unscathed we all go through our kind of hero's journey don't we and 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 being able to learn from it definitely is the key. And so you tell us a bit then about your three years of research. What did that involve and, and when did that begin and what did you do? I interviewed a lot of people. I asked just in everyday conversations and listened to a lot of people um, like Deepak Chopra, Louise Hay, um, Brian Weiss, um, Sean Croxton, so many different people that I look up to and love listening to. Um, reading a lot, researching a lot, and of course, having been through so much adversity myself, I became my greatest um, example. And so the book I share very openly, very raw stories, um, not as a dumping ground emotionally, but more as an example so that you can see yourself in my story, which has been the feedback I've had, which has totally blown me away. I've had people say, They had to put the book down because it was so confronting around their own selves and they've had to process it page by page, which I didn't expect. And I've also had people say, wow, you've really helped me move through and heal. So I think, and not only that, inspired people to realize that we're all okay. We're all in this together. We've all got stuff and we're all doing the best that we can and we're all at different levels of spiritual and emotional and psychological evolution. 
So, you know, rather than thinking you're not good enough or like you just mentioned before, comparison or thinking, oh, there's so many other people out there doing it because I'm sure a lot of your listeners are highly high-achieving corporate women who want to give their all rather than thinking, oh, I'm not good enough or I can't do it. Rather than that, I, I love to think that the book helps us realize that there's a place for everybody and every one of us will deliver the, even if it's the same message, we would all deliver it differently. Not one of us has walked the exact same shoes as somebody else. Therefore, we are unique and that's not just a throwaway line, but what we will do will deliver it in a way that will appeal to someone else. And yes, we are not all things to all people and yes, we cannot always get it right and yes, there will always be stuff that occurs that can bring us to our knees. And my design with this and I guess the research then gave me Probably because of my athlete mentality, I ran for Australia in my 20s. I played netball to a high level and I danced. So and, I think and, really and, what I want. And I did research that you ran 100 miles. <laughs> yes. That's, yes, and it was during incredible. those 100 miles. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. And it was during those times I got to really meet the dark side of me uh, because when you are pushing yourself physically, you get to really hear all the emotional baggage that comes up and how to ride through that. And and I share that those stories in the book. So uh, for me, with that mentality and being a businesswoman and a mum, I wanted a plan. I wanted a pathway, a guide. Give me the steps so that I can then apply it and then follow it and help me come out the other side. So I created a six-step pathway in my research on how to help people get through those tough times, but also how to come out the other side with curiosity and empowerment. Beautiful. And so then what what would you define then as self-love? What is self-love to you? Well, I put this in the in the book. It's the it's the opening chapter of the book, and and I think if you even look up the words self love, you will see that self love is simply a beautiful opportunity and regard for one's own well being and happiness. So if you think about that, it is taking responsibility for your own well being and happiness. Self love does not get given to you or even taught to you. Self-love is generated from within and it is having regard for your own well-being and happiness, which means and indicates to me it takes work. It's a discipline. It's something that requires daily injections. It's something that requires, to me, the biggest pathway to self-love is in fact self-care. And I don't care where you're at. I do care, but I'm suggesting that it doesn't matter where you're at in the self-love circle. If you've fallen out of love with yourself or not feeling great, um, and we can have these feelings, let's face it, you know, from one minute to the next. Um, when we're not feeling so great or we feel knocked off our perch, what do I do to get back in it? And creating self-love takes discipline. And to me, the discipline of self-care is where it really, truly lies. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. And then just to backtrack a little, you mentioned uh, you when people talk about self-love, there's that, oh, I love myself. You know, people kind of misinterpret <laughs> it as arrogance or, you know, that, that kind of thing. And so it's a much more gentle state of just presence and being with yourself and, and accessing and understanding your own needs, right? And, and of course, self-care is wrapped up within that. It's, it's not being full of yourself as, as you mentioned at the start so and I think people are gaining a lot more awareness around that and people are more curious into it because it seems to be that thing where people go oh I need self-love but no one knows how to do it and mm. uh, 
and there's there's uh, definitely a big a big shift towards realizing that and so then self-love then ripples into everything that we do because I guess that then cascades into self-worth and so in a work environment but also in intimate relationships do you talk a bit about that as well in in the book absolutely and I think yeah sorry what was that no I was just going to say how self-love helps our relationships truly uh, that is one of the biggest things um we cannot look externally for a job or relationship or child or situation to make us happy doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing it's an inside job and it doesn't matter what's happened in your past uh, it's how we deal with what's happened in our past that will get us into a greater place of feeling good about who we are and as I said it's it's a continual job and and for me the six steps I mean, if you've fallen out of love or you don't feel great or you're feeling lonely or a relationship's just broken up or you've lost a whole lot of money or something tragic has occurred, you know, one of the greatest things I can say is you've got to feel it to heal it. And it's not a case of sweeping it under the carpet or thinking one day, hopefully I'll get out of this or drinking my way into oblivion or taking drugs or or using sex as a weapon or burying myself in work. That's kind of in a way avoidance. So to me, it's like you've got to feel it to heal it. And that sucks, let's face it. When when we're hurting or feeling um, on our knees in our bathroom floor, you know, the last thing you want someone to say to you is, oh, sweetheart, this is a great opportunity for curiosity and empowerment. What a gift. Totally. Um, you've got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing we want to hear. So to me, it's like, you know, feel it. And sometimes a girlfriend turning up with a bottle of wine or a bottle of kombucha or whatever floats your boat is is also part of the self-healing process and it's not having people fix your problems for you it's navigating your way through it to do it for yourself and as a mum my greatest gift I can give my children is empowerment to do just that and that's how I found with Jacob and trust me he's 19 now he's still a rat bag he's still delicious and I he has got me wrapped around his finger but I also can see with him as he's maturing and getting through life and and really starting to grasp who he is as a young man, I can see those tools and those those touchstones are sitting there for him to use when required. So yes, I would like to think that it is an ongoing process. We are all work in progress and it's a case of owning our stuff. Some of it we can't help. You cannot help it if someone has an affair on you or you cannot help it if you lose all your money through a financial institution that goes bust or you cannot help it if someone rips you off. But your reaction to those situations is what will help you get through those and navigate through them. And I think we would all agree, Juliet, that when we watch people who have self-empowerment or people that do get knocked up, stand up and and get through it are so inspirational to be around. And that's the sort of thing that empowers me when I look at, and that's the research I did, was asking people how they got through it. And for me, the number one thing that kept coming up was self-care. Mm, definitely and then also something that you touched on before is you know learning from it okay so this happened perhaps I couldn't influence it and and what can I learn from this to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again or if it does that I'm I'm served and taken care of emotionally physically mentally etc so 100% agree and and I'm thinking this is just an awesome topic but I want to encourage the listeners then to grab a copy of your book and they can get it on your website the links are going to be on the show notes as well but so around self-love before I start asking you a couple of business related questions then do you believe then that self-love is also really following your true purpose in life 
probably my my business itself, my mission I've decided was the art of forgiveness. So forgiving myself, mm. forgiving those that hurt me and forgiving um, situations that come around because it's either a case of getting bitter or better. And I, I'm very grateful that I've had powerful women in my life, my mother, my grandmothers, my mother-in-law and friends that have certainly shown me that the power from um, from wanting to learn from these situations. So when I realized at the age of 19 that my purpose was really, I don't know if I knew my purpose then, but my love of essential oils and plants and natural therapies and healing was all um, a part of my purpose, which has now I realized my business is a self-care business and I have tools within there, workshops, online programs and books now that really do feed into the power of self-care. And that is when I realized my true purpose nine years ago when I launched 28 is, yes, that's what I wanted to do and that's what I felt was missing out there. And because of my experiences and hopefully my ability to show up and to be an example, not an evangelist, but be an example of what's possible, then yes, on my tough days, I share them openly, um, but without them becoming dumping grounds, it's like, wow, how can we get through this? Um, and I've said it to my children, even on the days that you're struggling and it's tough to find something good in the day, then instead of saying, oh, my life's perfect or yeah, I'm okay, when deep down I know I'm not, it's then I ask the universe, God, power, prayer, whatever it is, I ask for the courage, grace, strength and dignity to get through this moment. So I think that's a little bit more real to me than saying, yeah, life's great. No, I'm struggling right now, but I'm looking for the courage, grace, strength and dignity to get through it. Absolutely beautiful. And what a great business to be an example of for yourself as well and your longevity and the legacy that you leave to your children and grandchildren, etc. So very cool. So let's then talk about 28. So you started it nine years ago. What were some of the, the, the challenges that you faced? Because a lot of the listeners, they want to start their own businesses or they are starting their own businesses and they're in that wobbly startup phase. So now that you've been in business nine years on self-reflection, what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome? I think we can get paralysis by analysis, so don't overthink it. If it's something you love and you feel like you've got what it takes, jump in. Just do not wait for the right moment. There's never the right moment. It'll never be fully perfect, and even if you think it's perfect, life will show you that it's not in some imperfectly perfect way. Um, I guess for me, three weeks before I launched 28, um, we lost all our money in a financial institution that went bust, and I needed 40 grand in three weeks and being Kiwis living in Australia, we didn't have any equity. We'd lost our house. Uh, My grandmother had just passed away and I thought my marriage was over. So in all honesty, I don't know how I got up, got out over and through all of that, except that I knew I needed something. And I'm so grateful looking back that I had something to hold on to when I had lost so much in such a short period of time. So I guess for me, I got gutsy and um, went into banks and, and got $1,000 credit cards, got $1,000 overdrafts. And, and then one day in that three-week period, as I was telling a friend about what had happened, she just sat there and wrote out a $20,000 check and said, take your time to pay me back. And I still to this day cannot believe that occurred. And I have paid her back. I have taken on business partners over the years. And sometimes it's 
not been, I've, I've realized that it's not that anything is wrong with them as a person, but it's not quite what I wanted. So going through um, partnership breakdowns has been a tough journey and, you know, realizing that it's hurtful and it's painful to do all these things. Um, getting product turn up and seeing mold and realizing that, oh my gosh, how am I going to launch this when I've got mold in my product and I'm trying to be a natural organic range, um, realizing that, you know, um, you've got to work through being a mum and saving your marriage while you're trying to, to be an influencer and have a business. You know, in all honesty, if you told me nine years ago what I was going to have to go through to get to where I am today, I may not have pursued that. So I would say stay in the now. (laughs) Stay in the now. Believe in the good um, and know that your true purpose comes through never giving up. And having been an ultra marathon runner, that was probably one of the greatest gifts I took into my business. It's 90% mental, 10% physical. And the race is not always to the swift, but to those that keep on running. So keep out on the track, stay there, one foot in front of the other, don't give up and know that there is always a greater purpose and often you yourself don't even know what it is. I still don't know what it is, really, because who knows where I'm going? I pray one day that I earn enough money in my business that will get my husband home because he's away eight months a year. And to your listeners, I just want you to know that we did work on our marriage. We did, you know, our beautiful counsellor said, if you work on yourself and you work on yourself, then your marriage must it will never be the same, could be better better than it ever was. And we lived with that and really focused on that and truly believed in the power of love to get through that. I share that story in the book, thanks to Danny allowing me to share that because sadly he lost his sister through suicide and we'd lost all our money. So you can imagine watching a man who has provided and protected his family all his life then loses everything and you can understand why anxiety and depression crept into his world. So look, I I don't share these stories because I want people to feel sorry for me. My stories are no different to the next person. Yours are just framed in a different um, parable and, and your stories are just as painful and just as harsh and hard sometimes. And I think by sharing sharing ourselves, I'd like to take to think that we can go from, oh, I'm a businesswoman into actually I've got a damn big heart. I've got a really strong vision here. And for women to champion other women to get through those, one of the greatest things you can do is show up for your girlfriends when they launch something or when they decide to do something or when they step up and into it. One of the greatest things we can do is support one another and and then, of course, be there when we have our dark moments with that bottle of wine or kombucha and just say, you know, I, I believe in you. I, I see you and I hear you. What can we do next? A hundred percent. Wow. You know, I knew that this interview was going to be powerful, but you are just incredibly authentic and powerful at the same time. And it's this beautiful combination that definitely to me symbolizes why you are leading the way in the way that you are and why you're a success and that so many people are benefiting from your message. So I just want to take a moment to thank you for being that example and for walking that hard journey because the stories that you share and the realness and the rawness of it, definitely it's, um, it, it cuts through what is in today's society, you know, a lot of, a lot of beige messages is what I notice. And, and a lot of people maybe being afraid to be the full expression of who they are, you know, what's and all, you know, just putting it all out on the table. So I think it's, it's really wonderful. And I'm thankful for, for your time and for sharing this with our listeners. And 
there is so much that you're talking about that resonates with with my message and I think as you mentioned you know we've just got our slightly different parables and our different perspectives on on certain elements of things but ultimately that that the the truth sort of sounds the same in different in different interpretations of it which is really lovely and then I I had to ask because all of my listeners know that if there's one thing that I love it's chocolate and your other book that you've written is like chocolate for women and so this is really a self-care reference and bible too and so I just want to encourage people listening to this you know if you've got a taste of what here I'm talking chocolate metaphors if you've got a taste of what Kim has been sharing with you and, and you want to know more then click on the links in the podcast and get in touch and take a look and she's also got a really cool bundle on her website which includes a diffuser one of her 28 essential oils and also her new book so you can get that I think it's for less than a hundred dollars or something so I think I'll be jumping on and getting one of those as well so then I wanted to sort of finish up on this interview then with a couple of last questions so who who is your inspiration then who do you kind of still listen to or learn from who are your kind of top couple of people that you that inspire you on your path I think my children and my family without sounding you know cheesy they teach me so much each and every day um they spoke at my book launch just a couple of weeks ago and I had no idea what the three of them were going to say but Mm. you know Taylor I've quoted all three of them in my book because you know when I asked Taylor what is her at 20 years of age what does she believe in love you want to read her response in the book it's it's insane and then when Jacob was when I was literally lying on my bathroom floor and I I couldn't breathe and Danny was rubbing my back and Taylor bought me in a bottle of rose oil and said mummy please smell rose oil she was 11 and Jacob was 10 and he just looked at me and said mum what is your problem and you better tell me what's going on and I just said to him Jacob I can't I've lost grandma we've lost all our money I don't even know about daddy and I, but I still wanted him to believe in the in the world of goodness and power of love. And he just looked at me and he just said, you know what your problem is? You you know that 28 and like chocolate for women, he didn't know about this book at this point, but um, you know that it's like a diamond sitting in the middle of a massive mountain. And the problem with you, mum, is you're just trying to get to it with nail clippers. And I'll never forget lying there looking at him going, your pardon and he goes mum if you get up and 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 start working towards it then I promise you people are going to come along with diggers and 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 shovels and we're going to help you get into the mountain if you stay upright then I promise you we'll have bulldozers and then mum if you promise me to stay up and to keep working towards that diamond then someone's going to hand you the TNT dynamite stick and then you're going to be able to blow up that mountain and we're going to see the diamond and then mum your job he said look at me your job is to go out there and help everybody else shine their diamond. Well, I just looked at him and I wow. still to this day, it brings a tear to my eye. And I just said to him, Jacob, where did you get this from? Mm. And he just looked at me as with big 10-year-old eyes and just said, well, actually, it's this cool PlayStation game. And I was wondering if I could get it. And I, I remember laughing through the tears what? and thinking, <laughs> my God. So his little quest to get a, a PlayStation game was actually, actually became one of the greatest I got him to draw me a mountain. I had it on the inside of my my cupboard, you know, because I was just about to launch 28 in my bathroom. And I looked at that every day. I opened that cupboard and sometimes, some days he'd come and he goes, what level are we at? And and I just think, you know, sometimes the, out of the mouths of babes can be sometimes our greatest lessons. And then, of course, you know, fellow women like you, Juliet, my girlfriend, Cindy O'Meara and Karen Smith, who I've got my own... Um, 
podcast worth, you know, listening to people like the, the people that I mentioned before, Hay House authors, um, sometimes just, just tuning into or listening to a book on Audible. I love Audible and downloading books and different podcasts so when I'm in the car or when I'm out running or walking. I, I don't think it's that there's any one person. Um, my mother-in-law is extraordinary. My mother's amazing. It's, it's actually just listening for the signs, I think, listening for people's stories because, in fact, every single person in your life has a gem that I promise you you would be able to adapt and bring into your life. It's just whether or not your ears are open to listening to what they've got to offer. That's really the big key. And I think if I could say that my grandmothers have taught me so much, there are so many things that people have given me and gifts, and I think the biggest thing of all is being open to, to the signpost of what that gift is. Definitely. Yeah, well, I agree. Everyone's a teacher if, if the student's willing to learn. So it's perfect. And so then what would be then knowing the sort of stage that a lot of the listeners are at, they're, they're really wanting to make a, make a change or step, step out and maybe start their own business or if they've got their own business, make maybe a bit of a paradigm shift and expand at quite a big stage. And so there's a bit of fear and, you know, maybe some resistance and questioning and perhaps even making decisions about investing money in certain things as well. Like I love the story that you gave of how you just had to hustle to get that $40,000 in, in that short time frame. And uh, so what advice would you then have for our listeners about that, about, you know, taking oh, yeah, a business coach. I think someone or a, an entrepreneur that you can trust, someone that can give you the insight because when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And sometimes what we think is the right thing because it's a gut feeling that it's right, sometimes it's really nice to also be told honestly, no. Having said that, I've had people tell me that, no, that's not a great idea and I have pushed through and the business has turned because of that. So I don't know if I've got the exact answer, but for me, a business coach was absolutely imperative. I took one on for three years after being five years in business, and now I've taken on a business partner who is one of my dearest friends. Um, I actually, to be honest with you, Juliet, this time last year, I was about to close the doors on 28, and it actually brings a tear to my eye thinking about it because I was broken, and you know, the everyone else was getting paid everything else was working for everybody except me and I just decided on this particular day after being in New Zealand and sharing it with one of my dear friends who is a entrepreneur he honest he said to me tell me honestly where you're at with 28 and I literally burst and nearly burst into tears and just said I'm, I'm done I I don't think I can do it anymore I just the bills keep mounting and everyone else is it seems to be doing okay, but I feel more lonely and more broken than ever before. And he just asked questions around my business and I just thought he was genuinely asking. So I was very open, raw and vulnerable. And I had decided that it was time, um, sometimes, you know, what's the three questions and I put this in the book, what's the upside, what's the downside and can I live with the downside was what I had asked and I decided I could live with the downside of closing the doors and having to pay off the debt that I'd accumulated. But it was in that moment of surrendering and I say surrendering with power, not vulnerability or weakness, but surrendering with power and asking the universe to give me a sign that beautiful Alan turned around and said to me in a matter of weeks later, I'd like to invest in you. I've seen how hard you've worked. And I think it's time we brought Danny home. And 
it was in that moment that I thought, wow, did the universe just provide for me? And it's been a year now that we've been in partnership and 28 has completely taken a new a new look, a new direction, and that's allowing me to do what I do best, I think, which is to speak and to create books and programs, and it's allowed uh, the team and behind me now to take the products and the online platform to another level. And yes, I've had to give up things and give away things, but I decided in that moment for this time that it's been the best thing for me, and I can honestly say I don't know where I'd be. Well, you know, I do. If it hadn't worked, then something else would have come up because I decided then that I would go and work for somebody else that I could give all my, all the skills and techniques and tools that I have. I would then share that with someone else who had a business. So I had, I drew a fork in the road. I did my manifestation journal, which is out of the book, Manifesting the Teeth. And honestly, I share the story in my book. You want to see what I wrote in my manifestation. And 12 months later, it is, it is more than what I ever expected. So yeah, I hope that answers the question. It definitely does. Yeah, it definitely does. And I think, you know, so many people are not as open about their business journey as what you are. And you've just literally, we've been talking for maybe half an hour and I feel like you have given such a deep uh, perspective into the obstacles and the ups and the downs and everything like that. But, you know, what a journey. And I, I really think that having your own business is the best form of personal development imaginable. And I think you've definitely got, got the learnings from that. So I want to say a really big thank you for your time and your honesty and your energy in this interview and everything that you're doing. And thank you for the whole journey that you've been on, because I, I, I sort of agree with, with Alan. I think, you know, you've got plenty more ahead of you and it's not done yet. So it's awesome. And I'm excited to follow your journey a bit more now that I actually know more about you and I've been able to connect. So last piece of advice then for our listeners, what action would you recommend they take their sort of first step towards um, their, their life of self love and self care? What do you recommend for them as a takeaway from this interview? Daily. Yep, daily self care. You cannot you cannot keep taking from an empty well, and so therefore the well of self care needs to be constantly um, filled. And that for me is in the form of daily rituals. So it could be you know five minutes of mindfulness, um, creating a spritzer, lighting your diffuser, grounding with bare feet on the grass every day, walking out to the letterbox. Um, I have a gong that goes off every hour on my phone, and that is my four S ritual: stand, stretch, spritz, and smile. Um, it's making sure that I do my daily movement, which could just be 10 press-ups some days. That's all I've got time for, but not beating myself up for it. My daily body boost, which is a one to two minute ritual every morning. I have never missed a day since I was 19 years of age. And that is just three drops of essential oil into a teaspoon of carrier oil, massage from toe to head, and then three deep breaths with setting an intention and it could be like today I am a great businesswoman or I am a powerful speaker or I'm a great mum or on the days of struggle I'm grateful I'm breathing I'm so thankful I'm still here I'm so grateful I can still smile or God give me the courage grace strength and dignity to get through this moment because one of my greatest last tips I can give you all is that this too shall pass 
Good days will come and go. Bad days will come and go. It's what is your inner capability and potential to stay in movement, in constant connection to your purpose and your drive to be the greatest version of yourself, be it a mum, dad, business person, um, employee, friend, daughter, mother, whatever it is. How can you be the greatest version of that? And I truly believe that comes back to the daily rituals of self-care. Brilliant. Thank you. And I've jotted that down, the three drops of oil in the carrier, toad ahead with intention. And I'm going to start that from today. So thank you for that mm-hmm. tidbit. That's awesome. And, you know, it's really you know, I, I'm not one to play favourites, but this will be episode 59 on Relaunch My Life Radio. It's been going since May last year and weekly podcast episodes. And I'd say yours is up there with one of my favourite episodes ever. So oh, I, I know I'm going to be wow. re-listening to this one for myself and I encourage my listeners as well because sometimes it's it's really the simple things that we miss. And some of these things, they're simple yet very profound. And so uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time and your energy and who you are. And I'm just sending you a big hug all the way from Adelaide you're up in the Sunshine Coast, aren't you? That's right. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And, and if you want to follow, one of my favourite methods of connection with people is on my Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28 So if you want to come and hang out with me there where I do a photo a day, that's one of my rituals. I follow a theme and whatever my theme for the day is, it's just one of my little rituals I do to take a photo. So I'd love to, love to see you out there on Instagram. Perfect. Well, I'll start stalking your photos, although I don't have social media on my phone anymore, but I'll I'll be sure to check in on it every now and then online. So thank you so much. Have a brilliant rest of your day. And I can't wait to get this episode out amongst the listeners. And there's going to be plenty of links uh, in the episode as well so that you can reach Kim Morrison and find out more about her and get her books and, and get behind her message. So thank you again and just sending you a big hug. So thank you. Pleasure, beautiful. And thank you for what you're doing. It's so appreciated. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.